Hey, it's Anthony Meisner. And this is Jim Marion. Happy holidays. We're here with Front Range Facts. We're going to bring you our national update today. Yeah, so the first thing on top of everyone's mind uh, is you know what's going on with this topsy-turvy market with all the uh, mortgage rates that we're seeing, right, Anthony? Absolutely, and it's been quite the roller coaster. But the good news is we're actually nowhere near where we've been in the past. And that spread between the 10-year Treasury note and the mortgage note or and the 30-year mortgage is actually way padded right now compared yeah. to where it's been in history. We're going to dive into that in a second. But, you know, this graph from 1972 to present, you know, really helps to illustrate that uh, whole uh, roller coaster idea, the motif that we're doing, because the blue line is the 10-year treasury. And then looking at that and the gap between that and the 30-year fixed mortgage, over time, as you can see, it averages at a 1.7 rate. However, right now where we're at, if you look at that middle box, uh, with mortgage rates at, say, 6.5%, that gap is almost a three of a factor. And so if we get back to that historic 1.79 spread between Treasury and 30-year, we're looking more like the uh, you know box where it says you know 5.49% interest rate. Uh, so there's some room here for padding, right? Absolutely. And thank goodness there is, too, because people have felt it in the monthly payments so drastically. Mm-hmm. But the good news is, as market gets more confidence back into you know stability, and the whole recessionary talk that's going on and just everything else that's going on fiscal and monetary policy, we should see it trend back towards normal. Yeah, because right now we're seeing fear in the marketplace, essentially pricing in you know greater margin because they're concerned about where interest rates may head in the future and loaning money out at a, at a rate that's too low, essentially, for them. All right, so here's some forecasts. I mean, you can see here that a lot of different people are forecasting in the market, and the spread is pretty big, but everybody basically has the same idea, right? Over the next four quarters, interest rates should be dropping. How fast and how far? And if you remember our past, uh, you know, uh, shows where we've talked about what, you know, the last seven recessions historically have all seen interest rates drop as the government tries to buy the way the way out of a recession. You can certainly see that playing in the, uh, you know, different uh, forecasts here where there's a general trend essentially for being uh, Q1 is the most expensive, dropping down to Q4 being then the most favorable interest rates for everybody. And that's where then getting into 2024, you know, be kind of more back to normal with things. This is an adjustment year we've got headed up. Absolutely. So homeowners have very high levels of capital equity still, uh, and it provides a cushion for potential, you know, any price declines uh, and also prevents, you know, distressed uh, home sales like turn into foreclosures, uh, which will create any kind of, uh, you know, downsizing people's parts to be more of a trickle effect in the economy versus a tsunami that we saw in 2008. Um, and so that's from First American Title saying that, and that's where the resiliency we're talking about, where there is quite a bit of equity built up. Um, just to illustrate what that looks like, here's why we're so bullish about home prices being rather stable, even though the number of showings, the number of pendings, the number of active listings is all dropping like a rock. The equity that people have built up over the last few years has been ginormous to be in a technical way. Ginormous is a really technical <laughs> term, but in all reality, I mean, this is ginormous. Yeah. We've basically tripled our home equity since the bottom of the last recession. And that being said, that creates a lot of resilience in the marketplace. Yeah. I mean, so many homes are purchasing cash now. It's pretty... Even you know, even if you bought this year, prices go down a little bit at the end of this year, maybe into 2023. There's so much equity there that even for people who got in late to the game, um, they're probably not going to see... Uh, much of a hit at all. And another thing that, uh, you know, is just a, a lever for, uh, you know, illustrations here is that uh, credit card balances, I've seen a lot of uh, news in the headlines last uh, few months about how they're going up the balances that the average American is holding. Well, to put it in perspective, though, we're basically at 29, uh, 2019 levels with credit card balances, mm-hmm. Anthony. So it's not like there's this massive 
debt that people are starting to take on. It's exactly. kind of just and think about home. what happened during COVID. I mean, people were stuck at home. They got all these stimulus checks. They paid yeah. down a ton of credit card debt. And so we're getting back to more of those. Well, the, st- the stimuluses were more than you know the, the average balance for Americans. So it made sense yeah, to pay down those things. So uh, delinquency rates are rising, you know, for all types of loans right now, but they are still very low by historical standards. And uh, one of the suggestions that, uh, you know, people make is, is that consumers are better managing their finances. And part of that might be just the fact that they're able to get their head above water during the COVID, uh, you know, benefits. And now they're you know, realizing this is a better place to be, be more serious about their finances and make it more manageable. Um, so Anthony, with foreclosures going <laughs> up a little bit, is it a trouble? You know, I here? think as long as it's in green, we're good, right? Isn't that how this works? <laughs> right. Green is good, as you've seen in past episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, in 2008, 2009, you saw when that foreclosure boom came to its biggest peaks. That's what caused the last recession. Here in this recession that we're going into, it is absolutely not a real estate recession. And yes. We know that because foreclosure rates are, I think, maybe less than 10%. No, they're basically 5% of where the peak was last time. Right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yes. we're so, Fractional. so low. And honestly, we scraped the bottom of the barrel in 2021. That was when all those forbearances and everything were happening. And I think if we get even up to back to those 2019 levels, those are just healthy numbers in the economy, right? I think if you had a foreclosure last year, you almost had to be asking the banks to do that for you because- Did you have a bucket of sand you could stick your head in? Because that's basically what you had to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, you know, having 88,000 foreclosures is- it's tragic for the people going through it, but at the same time, um, in the grand scheme of things, it's extremely low. And uh, some of that has to be healthy just for the market in general in that regard. Um, but then this is where, you know, let's let's give them a little bit of seriousness for a second here. Anthony. I think this, this is, is great. Uh, this is not something to laugh at as much uh, given the fact that we came off of, you know, the best you know, year ever, essentially with 6.89 million homes sold in 2021. Uh, Just a phenomenal year. Wasn't that crazy peak that you see in 2005, you know, ish, 2006. Um, So we do have a lot more people now in the United States. So to see it not even break that level, I think goes to show you it wasn't this fervor that kind of was stimulated by people, you know, doing fake mortgage applications. Uh, It's just real people trying to buy real homes. And this year, we're projecting a drop, a pretty significant drop of a million homes, essentially, by the end of this year from last year's peak. A million homes less is quite a bit. But what's even worse is the projection for next year. And this is from the National Association of Realtors, our trade group here with the realtors. We're expecting another 700,000 home drop. I think the one way to understand this best is interest rates were 3%. So our affordability was incredibly high, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody in America that really wanted to could put their best foot forward and go try to buy a home to take money out of the economy, right? Because we printed so much money. We really had to raise interest rates and stop spending. Well, a lot of that is now going to have to come out of the housing market and people just aren't going to be able to afford as much because if your payment was $3,000 a month, it might be closer to $5,000 a month right now. So as we start to slow that down, it's going to raise the ability of all these buyers to go out there and afford a property. But this is going to take a while, right? We're talking 2024 might be a much better year. I would assume that 2023 is our lowest year of sales we'll see in a very for a very long time, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're you know, above, you know, the trough of the market after the 2008 drop, but we're probably going to be at about 2012 home sale levels, maybe 2013, right. if we're lucky. And uh, we've been seeing year. a lot of indicators in that 2012-2014 range where the markets are starting to feel a little bit more comparable to that time frame. Mm-hmm. It's a really different situation though, right? Back then there was a ton of inventory and a ton of buyers. And this time there's 
very little inventory very little and inventory. very little buyers. Very little, so yeah. it's a very different situation and yeah. we're just going to have to keep tabs on it. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly indicative of the fact a lot of people just are going to hunger down and, and rather than do anything. So Lawrence Yoon, uh, Chief Economist for NAR, uh, he kind of projects that the next upcoming months should see a return of buyers as mortgage rates appear to have already peaked and they've been coming down since mid-November. Uh, we've been seeing this trend a little bit too with just, you know, the mortgage rates have been relenting, uh, which is nice to see. And then Anthony, our friend over at uh, Elliot Eisenberg. The yeah, didn't never see that podcast you should tune into it jim and i jumped on a podcast with him he was amazing but basically what this uh, this slide is trying to articulate is how fast home prices were going up right month over month house appreciation went up by 1.9 one month and then by march it was up 2.1 and those are the two strongest months ever yeah right ever in history and they continued to rise april and may but then as interest rates started to rise and we really started to see buyers leave the marketplace, we have been chasing prices down ever since, right? So we went up, you know, 10, 12% in the beginning of the year. And then we trickled down, you know, a half a percentage point. The biggest ever drop in one month was August 0.9%. Mm -hmm. And then we sank in September again. Well, basically what that's saying is we had some real appreciation in the market this year. So when people are saying housing prices are falling so bad, They've fallen for a few months, but after the most extreme gains you've ever seen yeah. in history. And a lot of that had to do with a very, very low lack of, uh, very small supply of homes for sale at the beginning of the year. Right. That's um, so let's look at a little regionally now, sales price of existing homes year over year by region. And this is, you know, how much prices are up. And remember, as Anthony was just talking about, the first half of the year, the first five months of the year, essentially really saw uh, an acceleration that we've never seen before as far as home prices go, because we started the year with just abysmal levels of inventory and we, we were saying all year we'll never see the same level of sales we did the year before from a simple perspective but we just don't have as much to sell and then interest rates hit in may you know that increase really which really put the brakes on things but when you look overall at the you know health of say an equity of a person who bought this year okay well our prices are still up in the west 5.3 percent year over year in the u.s as a whole it's 6.6 percent in the northeast and south it's it's at a whole you know eight percent higher so there's still a lot of equity uh that people built up even in a short period of ownership that's going to help insulate the market so home price forecasts, we have economists all over the board. Mm -hmm. And apparently Realtor.com is the most bullish of everything. And then there's Zellman, who seems to be like the gloom and doom economist. But people are really starting to pay attention to what she's saying. Mm -hmm. So housing forecasts into 2023, as you can see, they're not great, right? The average of all of these is 0.4. Yeah. Basically, if as a nation, we hit zero, I think that's okay. But that's really what economists are looking for, right? Yeah. They got to pull some of this inflation out of the market and they're going to do it fast and hard. So we don't have the eighties all over again. Yeah. And, and nobody and, wants that. So, and, and I think you're going to see like, you know, one of the big factors that keeps homes from decreasing much below zero, maybe they do a little bit below. It's just the fact, again, there's people have decided they're not just not going to sell. They're going to just pull their homes from the market. Inventory has dropped, you know, uh, so it's going to continue to be resilient for the home. Well, just keep in mind that is nationally, right? Yeah. I mean, Colorado is so much more resilient than that, and that's where we're at. So we tend to lean in that direction, kind of our understanding of the market. But nationally, I mean, you're talking the Midwest, you're talking about all these places where people are just going to sit still. And it may be a tough year, but people will just hang in there. Yeah. And so uh, Chief Economist for First American, Mark Fleming, mentioned that the housing market, once adjusted to the new normal of higher mortgage rates, will benefit from continued strong demographic-driven demand relative to an overall long-run shortage of supply. So let's uh, see what that looks like nationally, Anthony. All right. Well, red means there's a supply shortage, and blue means that there's an abundance of inventory. 
Yeah. So as you can see, the entire nation is in a supply shortage, which Jim and his premise when we started this podcast and we've been holding strong to this the whole time is that we are so underbuilt, right? The amount of people in this country keeps rising yeah. and the amount of homes in this country seems to barely increase at all, right? We're talking a few million mm -hmm. homes that have been built in the U.S. So 15 years ago, 15 years ago when the market imploded, we were selling 3 million more homes nationally. Right. I mean... And yet our population has increased substantially because of that. So, yes. So let's get back to just the resilience <laughs> of the market. If, you know, in 2019, you had, you know, a certain level of inventory, you measured against now uh, October of 2022 inventory. Well, look at how most of the country is at a massive deficit, not just a deficit of inventory, a well, massive yeah, mass, massive deficit. So this is why there is going to be resiliency. This is why you as a homeowner don't need to be sweating about whether your home's going to go drop down a ton or not. If you're in one of these blue zones, yes, maybe there's a cause for concern there. I think I see Idaho on there, which makes a lot of news about being overblown with you know their market. Certainly Arizona has got pieces of that. That aligns with a lot of the national news. But other than a few spots like well, that. Let's talk about the front range because yeah. obviously most of our viewers are in the front range. And there's three blue counties right here, and we will literally point them out. One is Cheyenne. Yeah, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Wyoming is one of the lowest supplied of inventory areas we'd ever seen. They were a lot like Colorado Springs, where those are the other two blue markets, where that's El Paso County and Pueblo County. And they had such a shortage of inventory back in 2019 that anything was an improvement from where they were. 0.3 months of inventory is <laughs> yeah. like pretty much nothing. We went and did an, a, an interview with an economist in the Springs about 2019 when this was going on. And it was amazing at how fast that market was growing. It's a, oh. it's a cool episode if you ever get a chance to tune in. Yeah. But basically, the front range has been booming so fast, and those markets were so underbuilt. Yeah. This, this is like a blessing for those three counties. Yeah, so even though there's a change, it went from so little that it's almost an imperceptible change right. when it comes down to it. Because, you know, when we're looking at, you know, a healthy market, six months of inventory, and, you know, here along the front range, even in El Paso, it's still like under two or right at two. Uh, months of inventory. So not much you need to be worrying about. And so just like D Doug Duncan from Senior VP and Chief Economist of Fannie Mae, from our perspective, the good news is that demographics remain favorable for housing. So the sector appears well positioned to help lead the economy out of what we expect to be a brief recession. And the last thing we just wanted to talk about really quickly is from the National Association of Home Builders. So this is the group that essentially has the trade uh, group for all home builders across the nation. Currently, 60% of home builders are doing one of the things on this list as far as an incentive to get homes uh, sold. Anecdotally, I'll tell you that uh, the last few months, my business has not slowed down and I've been getting typically 5% off asking price for any new construction home or even for a resale home uh, quite a bit because of the fact that they're motivated. And when you're publicly traded and you've got mm -hmm. quarterly, you know, things you got to report on to people, the CEOs do not like to be in the hot seat for long. So yeah. they are dropping prices. They're paying incentives, buying down interest rates, doing whatever they can essentially to make uh, those deals happen. And so if you've been looking for a good opportunity, I strongly suggest you suck up the strong interest rate now, get in on a really good deal on a home and then refinance in a couple of years from now and maybe have that builder finance the difference in interest rate in the meantime as a band-aid. You want me to give you one prediction? All right. This might be the absolute best buyer's market that we see for over a decade. That's a bold prediction, but I think you have a lot of validity to it because there's been very few times since 2013 where we've really had much in the way of any buyer incentives when it comes to the builders. No, I mean, absolutely. And you're also getting buy downs, which don't get represented very well into the data. Correct. You're getting all yeah. kinds of seller incentives. I mean, yeah. basically across resale and across everywhere. 
you know, this, this market that we're in right now is not going to last long. It's a flash in the pan, yeah. but interest rates were a flash in the pan at seven, yeah. right? It scared the hell out of you. And if you could get the builder to buy down your rate by two points the first year and one point the second year, do a two one buy down as they're all promoting right now. Well, then you're at like 5% rate, maybe a four and a half percent rate for the first year, maybe a five and a half percent rate the second year. By then interest rates are going to be below six. They're going to be, you know, in the fives refinance. It'd be fine. Absolutely. Well, we just wanted to uh, wish you all happy holidays. I'm Jim Marion, realtor here with Coldwell Banker. And I'm Anthony Meisner with Land Title. You can always reach us. I'm at 303-968-9868 or Meisner at ltgc.com. And I can be reached at 303-548-0243. Or if you want to shoot me an email to jim at ourcoloradohomes.com. And stay tuned. Uh, over the next few weeks, we will be rolling out our Colorado uh, market update as well, which looks more just statewide data. And then following up with the local data that looks at individual uh, you know, counties along the front range. And if you think our bold outlandish predictions are crazy and you want to give us a good holler, frontrangefacts at gmail.com. You can always reach out to us at the show if you want our slide deck or anything else. Lots of good juicy info on that slide deck, Anthony. That's absolutely right. And don't forget, look at our other podcasts. Get Real with Blockchain anywhere you find it. Have a great one. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm.